On the first day as legislative speaker, the KMT's Han Guoyu was absent from the legislature, as his first official job was scheduled for next Monday. But even so, his presence was felt in the halls. Fellow lawmakers weighed in on where they saw the legislature going under Han at the helm, given his sharp rhetoric and charismatic personality. On social media, a foreign correspondent warned that Taiwan's highly successful parliamentary diplomacy is about to see a shakeup. Outside the legislative speaker's office, rows of flowers fill the space, celebrating the election of the KMT's Hung Yu. Some of the flowers were from President Tsai Ing-wen and President-elect Lai Ching-de. I give my highest blessings to the new legislature. I hope very much that in the future, the legislative yuan, with both cooperation and competition among the political parties, can pass more bills that benefit the country and the people. For a legislative speaker, the core duties are presiding over legislative proceedings and conducting parliamentary diplomacy. Both jobs are seen as challenging for Han, who's known for his sharp and memorable rhetoric. Questions hang over whether he will resolve bitter squabbles between the opposition and ruling parties, or whether he will only intensify confrontation. We hope to avoid the violent clashes that used to erupt at the drop of a hat. We want everyone to be able to sit down and talk. The legislative yuan is a place for reason, not fisticuffs. Of course, we wouldn't resort to using police power. Now his words have much more weight. As legislative speaker, his catchy phrases will be more exciting than ever. According to a Taiwan-based foreign observer, Taiwan's successful parliamentary diplomacy is at risk of waning under Hun's leadership. During legislative speaker Yoshi Kun's tenure, hundreds of visiting delegations from dozens of nations came to Taiwan. China would always protest and put pressure on them. Does Han dare to offend China? When there's a clash between Taiwan's interests and China's interests, legislative speaker Han Guoyu, which side will you choose? Actually, legislative speaker Han Guoyu's English is very good, so this is all nonsense. People say these kinds of things because they don't understand him. From mediating between parties to expanding Taiwan's international space, Han's challenges as speaker are only just beginning. TSMC's new plant in Kumamoto, Japan is nearing completion and is set to open on February 24th. Ahead of the launch, Japanese businesses are gearing up for a surge of Taiwanese expats. Local supermarkets have started to stock up on Taiwanese products, anticipating a wave of new customers. Earlier this week, two Japanese business groups flew in to explore new contracts in product procurement. A gift exchange between Taiwan and Japan. Two business groups from Kumamoto are visiting Taiwan for talks with the Importers and Exporters Association of Taipei. The visit comes just weeks before TSMC opens its Kumamoto plant, targeting production in the fourth quarter. The plant is expected to drive big opportunities for Kumamoto businesses. During this visit, we are inviting Taiwanese college students to intern at the Kumamoto Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Taiwanese food brands are in talks with Japanese business groups to expand into Kumamoto. Local supermarkets have begun to stock up on Taiwanese products at the suggestions of TSMC staff. In communities where TSMC employees have settled, supermarkets offer about 110 Taiwanese products. The employees themselves have made requests, asking for more variety. 
With TSMC in Japan, some 30 suppliers have also made the move, ramping up trade exchanges between Taiwan and Japan. There are currently 12 direct flights a week between Taiwan and Kumamoto, run by China Airlines and Starlux. According to the Kumamoto Chamber of Commerce and Industry, that's no longer enough. We came to Taipei from Fukuoka because we couldn't get a direct flight from Kumamoto. Two flights will be added in February, but if that's still not enough, we hope that they will add more flights as quickly as possible. With a world leading chipmaker setting up shop, Kumamoto is ready for a surge in investment and consumer demand. Turning to the Taiwan Stock Exchange, the Taiex rose by 91 points on Friday, or 0.51%. Following a rally on Wall Street, the index has now reclaimed the 18,000 point mark, closing at 18,059 points. AI stocks led the charge with big players like TSMC, Wistron, Quanta, and AI Chip posting gains. The bullish trend centered on AI stocks, including AI components or AI servers. Of course, the main reason is that recent U.S. earnings reports, along with information released in Taiwan companies' earning calls, have shown the AI segment is doing better than anticipated. Analysts say the Taiex could finish at an all-time high next Monday, the last trading day before the Lunar New Year holiday. But they say traders should still exercise caution due to ongoing geopolitical risks. So the Spring Festival holiday is approaching. Do you have any plans? The Tourism Administration has launched a variety of shuttle buses that bring people to popular tourist areas and tour itineraries. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the details. Yeliu Jiu Park is one of Taiwan's most unique tourist attractions. The park has a new attraction, Taiwan's first cliffside bookstore. With the Spring Festival approaching, the Tourism Administration has launched shuttle buses to key tourist areas such as Yeliu, Zemun Lake, Alishan, Maoling National Scenic Area, and Taroko National Park. A total of 73 Taiwan tourist shuttle buses that bring travelers to popular tourist attractions have been launched. In addition, travel agencies have also unveiled Taiwan tour bus travel itineraries. This year, we have also planned nine dedicated routes. We hope that everyone can go to the Tourism Administration's website to learn about it. In addition, we also strongly encourage everyone to take the Taiwan tourist shuttles, which will take people to Taiwan's popular attractions. There are currently. 60 routes. The route is half price if you use electronic payment methods. We hope to encourage people to take advantage of it. Popular scenic spots that are prone to traffic jams include Liufu Village, Window on World Theme Park, and other areas. The Tourism Administration reminds people to take public transportation and make use of the 1968 app and Happiness Highway app to keep track of road conditions. In response to the traffic jams last year, for example, in Sun Moon Lake, we will put forward some warnings during the Spring Festival. We hope that people can use our information to avoid these road sections when there are traffic jams. We will have information about it on our official website. We will update it every day. With Spring Festival fast approaching, the Tourism Administration has also launched discounts and park admission packages or tickets. They hope to encourage more people to take public transportation to visit Taiwan's theme parks. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Huang Shihao in Taipei. 
Taipei's Maokong Gondola has gotten a makeover ahead of Spring Festival. Teaming up with a local creator, the gondola operator has adorned dozens of cabins inside and out with cute cartoons. Taipei Mayor Jiang Wanan says it's a must-see and that he'll sure to take the kids. The gondola operator hopes to see record ridership over the Lunar New Year break. Gondola cars glide into the station one after the next. Parents bored with small children who can hardly contain their excitement. This is his first time. I wanted him to experience the thrill of the crystal cabin, to see if it gives him a fright. The Malcolm Gondola has gotten a spring festival makeover, drawing waves of eager passengers. The cars are adorned inside and out with cute characters, including a sloth, the gondola's own mascot, and Emma from the Maji Miao cartoon. Even Taipei Mayor Jiang Wanan wasn't immune to the charm offensive. I'll definitely go with the kids. They're just the right age. One is two and a half, the other just turned a year old. It's the right age for a trip on the Malkung Gondola, followed by a stroll in the zoo. We're actually going to the zoo. I'd recommend taking the MRT to the Malkung Gondola and taking the gondola to the southern end of the zoo. After that, you can hop on a shuttle to explore the zoo. I feel that children are really interested in changes in transportation modes. As the gondola gears up for the spring festival rush, nearby attractions are doing the same. The Taipei Zoo is embracing the Year of the Dragon with a dragon-themed activity for children. For selfie enthusiasts, the Lupin Flower Field on Jiangshu Trail make for a stunning backdrop. It's a sea of tiny yellow flowers against emerald leaves, just a five-minute walk from the gondola station. If the weather is nice over Spring Festival, we could see about 20,000 visitors a day. We hope to set a new record this year. The Malcolm Gondola hopes to draw record tourists over Spring Festival. It will be closed on Lunar New Year's Eve, but will run as usual from the first to the third days of the Lunar New Year. The God of Wealth will drop in at the station to distribute candy and greet riders. Macau is known as the Las Vegas of Asia with a huge gaming industry in glitzy casinos. It is also home to a unique ethnic group, the Macanese. 25 years after the former Portuguese colonies handover to China. However, there is worry among the Macanese and others that a part of Macau's unique identity is fading away. Voice of America's Cindy Sui explains. Cucinha Aida is a restaurant with generations-old recipes, preserved and passed down. The eatery is a place to enjoy some home cooking of Macau's Portuguese-Chinese mixed-race population, known as Macanese, and is named after its founder, the grandmother of Ivan de Jesus. The special thing about Macanese people is because Macanese people usually speak a few languages. Portuguese, Macanese, and like my grandma, she's one of the 50th uh, people who actually uh, maintains the, the dying language called Patois. The Macanese say their identity is unique from the languages they speak, a mixture of Cantonese, Portuguese, and English as the main ingredients to the food and its fusion of Portuguese and Chinese cuisine. But the Macanese and Portuguese population in Macau are seeing a threat to their unique culture. 
Although the latest census conducted in 2021 showed the number of people in Macau who are either full or mixed Portuguese has increased by nearly 5,000 compared to 2011 and 2001, shortly after the handover, it's still just under 2% of Macau's population of about 680,000, according to official statistics. The Portuguese population, which also makes Macau unique, is also expected to decline. The government has stopped giving preferential treatment to people from Portugal who want to live and work in Macau. They are now treated like other foreigners, given a temporary work permit if they have a job. This means our Portuguese culture will be weak for the next generation. All we'll see will be the architecture built by the Portuguese people, such as the fortress, but they won't know the real story. It will be no different from another province in China without such things. But while cultural heritage sites, such as this fortress, are being protected, and Portuguese is an official language here, along with Chinese, Macanese residents fear, as time passes and with a decline in their population, they will lose their language and culture, something they say is crucial to keeping Macau's uniqueness alive. Cindy Su, VOA News, Macau. British pop star Ed Sheeran has returned to Taiwan after five years. He's set to perform this Saturday at the Kaohsiung National Stadium to an expected audience of 50,000 people. Sharon flew into Kaohsiung on Thursday and has been sharing his photos of the southern port city on Instagram. The lively melody immediately evokes memories. British singer-songwriter Ed Sheeran will perform this Saturday at the Kaohsiung National Stadium, drawing an estimated crowd of over 50,000. To help disperse fans, the Kaohsiung Metro has mobilised hundreds of staff and organised for more frequent trains. On Shuyun Boulevard, banners with directions hang high from trees and poles so that people can find where they need to go just by looking up. From 3 p.m. that day, the interval between rides will be shortened from the original six minutes to four minutes, and this can even reach three minutes when the crowds are dispersing. Workers move to and fro as trucks loaded with concert equipment prepare to enter the venue. After wrapping up in Japan on his world tour, Sheeran arrived in Taiwan on a chartered flight on Thursday. He was warmly greeted by a throng of fans. On his personal Instagram account, Sheeran showed off photos of his trips to Kaohsiung's Love River, the Pier 2 Art Centre and a giant inflatable rubber duck installation, giving the latitude and longitude coordinates. Before Sheeran performs, UK singer-songwriter Callum Scott will be his opening act. Scott sang in Kaohsiung on Friday. Hundreds of fans packed an autograph session just to hear his soulful songs. No Scott took part in the British show Britain's Got Talent in 2015, where his rendition of a Swedish pop singer's classic hit wowed the judges. Does she love you better than I can? There's a big black sky over my town Toledo's and broken bottles I'm spinning around in circles And I'm in the corner In 2018, Scott released his first album featuring the hit song You Are The Reason. 
On Friday, the power of his voice thrilled the Kaohsiung crowd. Scott also wished everyone a happy Lunar New Year in Mandarin Chinese, just ahead of the holiday break. Perfect! Scott's gesture impressed his fans, endearing him further to his audience. The Taiwan. You are my Now with Spring Festival approaching, it's time to start shopping for spring couplets and red envelopes. But buyer beware. In a survey by the new Taipei city government, nearly 70% of such paper goods were not properly labeled. The city inspected 35 products sold on three e-commerce platforms, and 24 of them missed the mark. These spring festival products we bought online didn't have any labels at all. 18 products were sold by vendors within our jurisdiction. The city's economic development department has already asked them to correct the violations within a set deadline. Red envelopes and spring couplets must comply with the labelling rules for stationery. General stationery products must be labelled with basic information, including the product's name, where it was manufactured, and the name of the manufacturer. The information must be provided in traditional Chinese characters. What's more, heavy metals may be present on red envelopes and spring couplets due to red dyes and gold stamping used in their production. According to toxicologists, it's best to wash your hands after handling such products to keep from accidentally ingesting a harmful substance. Today, we meet a Russian immigrant who is conducting research on Taiwan's indigenous cultures. Max Groza got his PhD in Taiwan and now works at a National Science and Technology Council. FTV went with him to visit a craft workshop in a Paiwan village in Taidong and learn about the local fabric culture from community leader Wang Xiaotong. The Patsa Valley Fabric Workshop is a hub for local women to practice indigenous arts, earn a living, as well as stay close to their communities. Max Groza is visiting Patsavali, a Paiwan village in Taidong's Dawu Township. He's greeted warmly by Wang Xiaotong, director of the Patsavali Fabric Workshop. After Typhoon Morakot in 2009, women in the village won government support to set up this workshop and use their expertise in weaving and embroidery where they could earn money while taking care of their families. Paiwan people love life, love the sun, love to be close to nature. We value our land, no matter how steep it is. We will never leave the place where we live. Paiwan culture is known for being both elaborate and restrained, using a tricolor palette of red, yellow, and green. Wang says every item made in the workshop is the Louis Vuitton of the South Link line. 
Groza is working on a project for the National Science and Technology Council. This is the fourth village he's visited in Taidong. He's here to learn all about their work and make a record with his phone. This small workshop is a bastion of cultural heritage. The layout of the space and the work itself is all full of Taiwan culture. Even a first-time visitor from abroad can easily learn a lot. It's my first time here. I feel amazed. I've never seen such an interesting place full of so many beautiful cultural things and so much richness. Groza is throwing himself into his research of Taiwan's indigenous cultures. It's a unique experience and challenge for the academic. He even wants to start learning the Paiwan language and hopes to conduct more field research to bring himself even closer to indigenous culture.